Hello, greetings to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a joy, um, it is my pleasure to come and minister to you on this day in this uh, act of worship as we share in the Word of God. Today, the theme of our uh, service is um, God Looks at the Heart. That's the title of my message today. God Looks at the Heart. May the peace of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. Friends, I wanted to begin by this, um, maybe just drawing your attention to a film. It is a science fiction comedy, a 1997 one, uh, titled Men in Black. And from this film, I like the criteria which is used to test you know, a select group of some men who are to be recruited into this you know, a special organization. It is a special you know, um, organization that would police extracontinental affairs on Earth. So applicants that are you know, you know, prospective applicants they are asked a question by one of the leaders who is called Z. So he asks them a question. Do you know why you have been chosen? That's Z asking these guys. And uh, one of the guys who happens to be um, a special forces soldier answers, yes, because we are the best of the best of the best, sir. That's his answer. So, so proudly and, you know, even, you know, boasting about, uh, uh, you know, his uh, understanding or how he views why he has been chosen. But unfortunately, the organization is not looking for anything that has to do with uh, someone being best. That, that, that is not the criteria. And we'll see that the least likely man in the group, Edwards, a New York City policeman, is actually selected to be an agent, Joe, Agent J, rather, a role which is played by Will Smith. Friends, from this, we can see that this is how God chooses. This is how God chooses. He chooses the unlikely people to accomplish his purposes. For sometimes, you know, we have people who are in roles, in positions, in offices, serving in the church, or in, in different, you know, places. Some, you know, would want to brag, to say, oh, because I've been that, I've uh, done this and that. But sometimes that's not the criteria God uses when he chooses his people to serve in his kingdom. God actually looks at those who have a heart for him and choose to follow him, even when the going gets tough. That's God's criteria. As today we look at the choosing or the anointing of David, as he becomes the king of Israel, taking over from Saul. More is actually written in the Bible about David more than any other person except Jesus Christ. David, the unlikely king, is a perfect example that God is looking at a person's heart to accomplish his purposes. We look at David, a very simple guy, an ordinary person, a shepherd boy, 
you know, coming just from nowhere. He's one who lives in the pastures, taking care of flock of sheep. But look here what God is doing. Such a humble young boy. But God looks at David. By looking at David's life, so we can learn how we as normal Christians can be used by God in extraordinary ways. It's not about who we are. It's not much about what we've done. It's not much about what we've accomplished. But when God searches, when God seeks to appoint people for his services in his kingdom, he has his criteria where he looks at the heart. God does not choose people by the world standards. As we read in the account, we see that, you know, Jesus' sons, seven of them, they walked by Samuel one by one, from oldest to youngest. But God didn't affirm even one of them, not even one of them as king. To which the prophet Samuel was really sort of baffled to say, so Jesse, what is this all about? Are these all your sons? And Jesse replied almost as an afterthought. Oh, by the way, there is, there is still this young boy. He is tending the sheep. You know, isn't this amazing? Isn't this surprising really? Because for me, it's almost as if to say, don't bother with that Samuel. Because the boy who is left, who happens to be David, he is not fit to be a king. He is too young for that. He doesn't qualify. He cannot qualify for that. For me, that's the impression that Jesse is giving to Prophet Samuel. It is really said, and it's a pity that um, David's own father didn't even consider him to be a potential candidate for a king. Because for Jesse, he was hoping his hopes were in his eldest son. Eliab, because the description in, in, in verse 6, you know, in Eliab, he's described as a very, you know, handsome, he is tall, you know, fit to be a king. But unfortunately, God does not look at the outside. He doesn't. I'll read in verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, with regards to, to Eliab, the eldest son, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things men look at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Friends, so you see what? God looks at the heart. A comparison here between Eliab and David. In the eyes of men, in the eyes of Jesse, the father, Eliab qualifies. Eliab is fit to be the king. But in God's eyes, Eliab is far from that. God looks at the heart. A shepherd boy, a humble boy, there in the pastures is the one that God is seeking and God is calling for to be the next king of Israel, succeeding from Saul, who has failed. So that's what we can learn, that um, you know, God looked at David's heart and not his stature. David's dad didn't think too much of him, and yet, whom did God choose? God chooses David. 
Because when David walked in the door, God told Samuel, that's the one. He is the one I have chosen. Amen to that. He is the one I have chosen. So you can see that when people, in their, in, in their perceptions, in their view, in their understanding, what they choose according to their criteria, here is, is, is not even close to God's criteria. God says, I have chosen David and not Eliam. So God wanted David to be the king. Who is David? As simple, David, the harp-playing songwriter, a shepherd boy, the eighth son of eight sons in a culture that gave preference to the oldest. Isn't this amazing? If not even disappointing. Because you see, the Jewish culture would give preference to the eldest son. In this case, Eliab was supposed to be the, the next king of Israel. But God does not work. He doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way. David, from a family without wealth or influence in that tribe, he becomes, he is chosen to be the next king of Israel. Maybe as we want to look at ourselves, God is speaking to someone today. God is calling someone today, you know, to do his work, to save God in different ways. But the question is, who does God choose to use? God chooses nobodies, nobodies, by the world's perspective. But there are people who have a heart for God. Those who have met with Jesus and God has filled them with his spirit to accomplish his purposes. These are the people that God chooses. These are the people, men and women, young, without even discrimination. These are the people that God chooses and calls to use for his purposes. To do amazing things, to shame the wise. So they must give glory and honor to God. Maybe you, you and me, we want to maybe look back and see where we have come from. Take a good look at who you were when you got called into this life. Sometimes you may not have been the brightest and the best. You may not have been that influential and probably not from a high family. But yet, here we are, you and me. God has called us. And God continues to call more people, men and women, even the young people, to come and save him in his kingdom. So God deliberately chooses, as he did, choose you and me. He chooses people that the culture overlooks, that the culture sometimes even exploits and abuses. That is the nature of God. Because he looks at the heart. Today, God is still looking for people to accomplish his purposes. As we read from the parable of the mustard seed, we can draw a lesson that God is in control and he is the one who will move the kingdom forward through average sinful people like you and me. We don't need, please my friends, we don't have to be, neither do we need to be special, very special. I've often heard someone, some people saying, oh, what can I offer? I, have not, I, I don't have much to offer. 
I'm really a nobody. I'm just nothing. But God, God still calls. God still chooses to use even ordinary people for his kingdom. So this is what we learn from the mustard seed. That's very, very tiny seed. That very small seed. But do you see what comes out of it? We hear that a very big tree, a big bush comes you know, to be a big tree where you know, birds of the air would come and you know, make home having their nest on that tree. That's God's criteria. We often think that to be effective in ministry, we need to have to be brilliant in our personality. Sometimes people think we, we need to be enormous intellectual skills an amazing ability to, to communicate and so on. While that is correct, yes, that is correct and it is necessary. But of course, God requires, what God requires is people who are willing to surrender fully to him and to his word. This is really important, my friends. That is not, it's not about who we are, what we've done or what we've achieved. It is about being people who are willing to follow him and to work and to allow God to work through them. If you do feel that God is calling you, please do not hesitate. Do not hesitate. You may sometimes feel or think that you don't qualify to be used by God. I want to encourage you today that it's, it's not about your outward appearance. It's not anything about, you know, your background. But God looks at your heart. As long as you want to commit yourself and surrender to him, he wants to use you. Because he is the only one who can use you to produce eternal results in the world. And he is just waiting for you to let him do it. Yes. Yes, my brother. Yes, my sister. God can do it. Because that is his nature. That is his criteria. So when God looks at the human heart, he knows what he is looking at. When he looks at you and me, he knows what he is searching for. David saved God wherever God placed him because of his love for God. Maybe our prayer, your prayer and my prayer today is God use me wherever you would have me saved. Whether it is a menial task like saving someone or a big task like the king. I am available. Yes, and I'm, I'm ready to be used because it is God who seeks and which searches the heart. If you hear him calling you, please take heed. Do not hesitate. And may God bless you as you make a decision to listen to his, to his voice. You may offer yourself to save him. And God bless you.